1: All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77
2: WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your new sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know.
1: The top five at five.
2: A kindergarten student, like, it's just really... I'm just shaking. (laughs) A six-year-old Bronx student surprised to find a loaded handgun inside of his bag. Control of Congress still up in the air in Arizona. Carrie Lake 100% confident of emerging victorious as governor. A judge blocks the president's controversial student debt forgiveness plan. The White House promising an urgent appeal. Wall Street has its best day in more than two years following a report showing inflation's cooling. Twitter in danger of collapse as owner Elon Musk issues a dire warning to remaining employees. A six-year-old boy found a loaded 380 handgun around 8.25 a.m. yesterday morning inside his bag at Boys Prep Bronx Elementary School in the Melrose section of the Bronx. That child told a school official who then called police. Detectives interviewed adults at the school and the boys' family. Parents spoke to ABC7. I just came right away and picked him up. Like, I didn't even want him here any, a minute longer. Like, it's just scary.
1: It is shocking. It's like, wow, you never thought it would be so close to
0: home.
2: Police are now looking into just how that gun got into that boy's backpack. Meanwhile, a 14-year-old at Brooklyn Collegiate also facing four weapons charges after bringing an unloaded 9 millimeter firearm to his school in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. School safety agents were told the boy was spotted on social media displaying a firearm on a rap video the day before. Three days after Tuesday's midterm elections, control of Congress hangs in the balance. Races in three states, Arizona, Nevada and Georgia, haven't been called. Georgia, of course, heading to a special election December 9th. Trump supporters Carrie Lake, the Republican candidate for governor of Arizona, remains 100 percent confident she will Defeat Democratic candidate Katie Hobbs for the governor's seat. Here's Lake on Fox Business. Uh, Well, they count (laughs) ballots real slow here in Arizona. We're going (laughs) to fix that. Yes, we feel very confident. We know we're going to win. And uh, the question is, how big will the margin be? Former President Donald Trump's claims that the 2020 election was stolen is center stage in Arizona, which has played a starring role in conspiracy theories. With a half million votes left to be counted, Lake trails hops by a little more than 25,000 votes. In the Nevada U.S. Senate race, with 88 percent of the vote in, Republican Adam Laxalt leads Democratic Senator incumbent Catherine Cortez Masto by one percentage point. A U.S. judge in Texas on Thursday blocked President Joe Biden's plan to provide millions of borrowers with up to $20,000 apiece in federal student loan forgiveness. A federal appeals court in St. Louis is also considering a separate lawsuit by six states challenging what the president signed into law without congressional approval. By the way, District Court Judge Mark Pittman, an appointee of former President Donald Trump based in Fort Worth, Texas, said the program usurped the power of Congress to make laws. The 8th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals had put the forgiveness plan on hold until October 21st when it considered an effort by the states of Nebraska, Missouri, Iowa, Kansas, Arkansas, and South Carolina to block the program.
0: My campaign for president, I made a commitment. I made a commitment that would provide student debt relief. And I'm honoring that commitment today. Using the authority Congress granted the Department of Education, we will forgive $10,000 and outstanding federal student loans. In addition, students who come from low-income families, which allowed them to qualify to receive a Pell Grant, will have their debt reduced $20,000.
2: The cancellation applies to federal student loans used to attend undergraduate and graduate school along with Parent PLUS loans. While well, Wall Street had its very best day Thursday in more than two years. It followed a report showing inflation in the U.S. eased to 7.7 percent last month, more than expected. That is down from a yearly high of 8.5 percent. The S&P surging 5.5 percent. while the Dow Jones Industrial Average rose some 1,200 points. And the Nasdaq Composite packed what could be a year's worth of gains into one day by roaring 7.4 percent higher Prices jumped for everything from metals to European stocks as investors took the data as a sign that the worst of high inflation may finally be easing, though analysts cautioned it's still premature to declare that with certainty. Even Bitcoin clawed back some of its steep plunge from prior days caused by the crypto industry's latest crisis of confidence. Well, a dire prediction from Twitter's new owner, Elon Musk. He warned employees Thursday to brace for difficult times ahead that might end with a collapse of the social media platform if new revenue streams aren't found. Musk laid off some 3,700 employees last week. Top executives and Twitter's board got the axe last week as well. Musk called his first all-hands meeting Thursday afternoon, and before that, many were relying on the billionaire Tesla CEO's public tweets for clues about Twitter's future.
1: Like, our, our goal with, with Twitter is, like, how do we get 80% of America, maybe not, like, the sort of far left and the far right, but, but, and maybe we don't want them necessarily, but uh, how do we get 80% of the public to join a digital town square and voice their opinion and, ex- and exchange ideas and maybe once in a while change their
2: minds musk has also ordered employees to stop working from home and show up at the office former speaker paul ryan republican out of wisconsin of course on wednesday said that former president donald trump is causing political problems for republicans and dragging down the party's candidates ryan warning that his party has to do a lot of soul searching to figure out just why a red wave didn't form on election day as predicted Ryan told a reporter for WISN 12 News that the Republican Party is suffering from a Trump hangover.
0: I mean, I think Trump's kind of a drag on our ticket. I think I think Donald Trump um, gives us problems politically. We lost the House, the Senate, and the White House in two years when Trump was on the ballot or in office. And I think we just have some trunk ha- Trump hangover. I think he's a drag on our on our. On our offices and our races.
2: Ryan also predicted that Trump will not win the GOP presidential nod in 2024 because too many Republicans don't think he can win a general election. A Republican strategist close to Trump, however, dismissed the criticism to the Hill as something that wouldn't hurt the former president's popularity with voters. A former secretary of state, Mike Pompeo, on Thursday blasted conservatives who just rail on social media instead of fighting for their causes. Conservatives are elected when we deliver, not when we just rail on social media, Pompeo wrote. He served as Secretary of State and as Director of the Central Intelligence Agency under former President Trump. Pompeo's remarks follow an election day that saw Republicans underperform expectations, including in a number of key races following some predictions of a red wave. Pompeo, though, did not name any specific people in his post. Washington, D.C.'s attorney general is suing the Washington commanders over what he calls a toxic workplace. Attorney General Carl Racine says owner Dan Snyder allegedly lied for years about knowledge of a toxic work environment. Racine claims Snyder was at the heart of the problem, allowing women to be treated in a demeaning manner by himself and several team executives. Racine says the civil lawsuit also involves the NFL and Commissioner Roger Goodell who he says aided with a cover-up of sexual allegations with lax oversight.
1: Sexual misconduct, harassment, and misogyny ran rampant. No one, not Mr. Snyder, not Mr. Goodell, no entity, not the commanders, not even the National Football League, is
2: above the law. He said the NFL misled the public about a so-called independent investigation into the team and buried the findings. Racine's office said it also will seek a court order to force the NFL to release the findings of the previous investigation conducted by attorney Beth Wilkinson into the team's workplace. Well, the Boulder Police Department in Colorado is turning their investigation into John Benet Ramsey's death over to a state panel for review. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz has the story. Boulder's police chief announced the Colorado Cold Case Review team
1: will look at the investigation next year. The chief said in a statement his department won't stop investigating until the case is solved. The six-year-old girl was found dead in her family's home in 1996. Investigators have traveled to 19 states and talked with more than 1,000 people searching for her killer. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz.
2: Former First Lady Michelle Obama has given her first interview about her new book. It's titled The Light We Carry, Overcoming in Uncertain Times, written during the COVID pandemic. The former First Lady spoke candidly about her post-White House life, raising her two adult daughters, celebrating her 30th anniversary and more. Here's what Obama told Good Morning America. And like a lot of people, I was trying to figure out how do we get in this mess and how do we get out of it? People trying to figure out how to make sense out of this stuff and, you know, for for whatever reason, looking to me for an answer. This special with Robin Roberts airs Sunday on ABC. She's also scheduled to make an appearance on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert on Monday. Obama said the isolation of the viral pandemic and her concerns about the country drove her inward and led to doubts resurfacing in her own mind. Russia's President Vladimir Putin will not travel to Bali to participate in next week's G20 summit, according to Moscow's embassy to Indonesia. Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov will lead the Russian delegation instead. The confirmation that Putin won't be traveling to the G20 comes after months of speculation about the president's plans for the summit. U.S. President Biden plans on attending as does China's President Xi Jinping. It also comes amid news on Wednesday that the Kremlin was pulling troops out of Kershyn, the only regional Ukrainian capital Russian troops managed to capture since their full-scale invasion began back in February. Cyber criminals are targeting Australia, dumping potentially embarrassing medical records on the dark web involving things like Patients who were treated for alcohol abuse, people who had abortions and medical records of HIV and drug-addicted patients. It has happened for a third time early this morning. Australia's largest health insurer is being pressured to pay a ransom for the stolen consumer data of almost 10 million people. The criminals began dumping hundreds of customer records on Wednesday, including those involving treatments for things like HIV and drug addiction, which they described as a naughty list after Medibank ruled out paying a ransom for the return of that hacked data. The focus shifted to terminated pregnancies and Thursday's dump and then today, earlier today, to conditions related to harmful levels of things like alcohol consumption, according to officials. 77 WABC News time 515. Justin Ellis here with sports. Well, thank you, Deb. I
0: am Justin Ellis, just flying in here right in the nick of time. Uh, here with the early news sports update. Most of our local action last night took place on the ice as all three teams were in action. The Islanders fell at home 2 to nothing, to the Arizona Coyotes before they welcome in the Columbus Blue Jackets tomorrow. While the Rangers and Devils both scooped up two points with wins, the Rangers absolutely unleashed on the Red Wings in Detroit, besting them by a score of 8-2 to two in his 700th game as a blue shirt. Mika Zabenejad scored twice. But it was Adam Fox who netted this eventual game winner in the third before the Rangers scored five more goals ahead of the final buzzer.
1: The Perron in front. Rangers stop it. Fox is with a good defensive play. Three on two for the neutral zone. Pass for Heedle in deep. In front. who sticks lifted by Cockle. But they score! Adam Fox!
0: That call, courtesy of MSG, with the win. The Rangers snapped a three game skid as they'll try and build on it come Saturday in Nashville against the Predators. Nico Heischer, he played the gritty hero, parking himself in front of the net to tip in the winner. Hamilton,
1: Hughes, Heischer, and are your four. Hamilton
0: shoots! Shoot. Eight-game win streak. Nico Heischer did tip in that Dougie Hamilton shot. That call courtesy of MSG SN2. The win for the devs does mark eight straight as the hottest team in hockey now holds a three-point lead over the Hurricanes in the Metropolitan Division. They'll try and make it nine straight at home on Saturday against the aforementioned Coyotes. And as for the Devils, they had a bit of a tougher time securing their uh, two points, needing overtime at home against the Ottawa Senators to secure the 4-3 to win. And on uh, Thursday night football was the Carolina Panthers kicking off Week 10 with a home victory over their NFC South division rival Atlanta Falcons by a score of 25-15. to Locally, the Jets get set for their bye week, while the Giants come off their bye to welcome in the Houston Texans Sunday at 1 p.m. They're currently five and a half point favorites here with the early news sports update i'm justin Alec on 77 wabc
2: what was hurricane nicole then downgraded to tropical storm nicole according to weather officials is now a depression so nicole a depression this morning And 77 wabc's bob brown reports street and highway crews here in new york city working fast to clear new york city storm drains ahead of the remnants of now depression nicole
0: Getting hit with the remnants of a tropical storm late in the season in the Northeast can be challenging for crews like this one Woodbridge, busy with vacuum trucks clearing fallen leaves, blocking storm drains. On a rainstorm like we're anticipating coming through this weekend, this will be very effective. Up to two inches of rain along with strong winds are expected in the Garden State. I'm Bob Brown for 77 WABC News.
2: A 48-year-old Bridgeport man was found fatally shot in the backseat of a Range Rover that had just crashed into another vehicle in and- flushing queens yesterday the range rover was speeding northbound on parsons boulevard when it struck a white van that was stopped for a red light at the intersection of parsons and franklin avenue around 4 15 p.m wednesday according to police the driver of the range rover fled on foot a witness told abc7 what he saw
1: fortunately i saw a gentleman or the suspect running around the white van and he was carrying a large bag. He looked like he was scared, and he he did something. To see something
2: like this going on around here is uh, unheard of. Police responded and found 48-year-old Myron Dukes dead in the rear passenger seat with a gunshot wound to the back of his head. His death is being investigated as a homicide. Detectives are looking through his background to determine why he was killed. He has a prior 1992 arrest for attempted murder in Upper Manhattan. The driver of the white van suffered minor injuries and was treated at a nearby hospital. The rear window of the Range Rover with Connecticut license plates was shattered, and police are looking into whether that damage is connected to the crash or the gunfire that killed Dukes. An 18-year-old died in a nonspecific but wide-scale threat against New Jersey synagogues that prompted a public warning from the FBI earlier this month now faces federal charges in the case, according to prosecutors. Omar Tool of Saraville allegedly transmitted a manifesto containing threats to attack a synagogue and Jewish people online, prompting a November 3rd Twitter warning to the public from the FBI's Newark, New Jersey office. Rabbi David Levy of the American Jewish Committee's New Jersey office spoke to New Jersey Spotlight News. I have
0: to express our deepest gratitude to the way that federal, state, county, and local law enforcement have dealt with this threat. The fact that they did the unusual and truly rare move of making that
2: broad public statement over social media immediately. Al-Katul, a Muslim, is charged with one count of transmitting a threat to interstate and foreign commerce on or about November 1st. Court papers allege he used a social media app to send somebody a link to a document called When Swords Collide. The 18-year-old allegedly sent the document to at least five other people using another social media app in the document. Prosecutors say al allegedly described his motivation as hatred towards Jews and their heinous acts. He also accused Jewish people of supporting terror attacks on Muslims. A big change is coming for those who use the bridges and tunnels to get into New York City. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard reports.
1: Next month, all six Port Authority crossings will be upgraded to cashless tolling. The Lincoln Tunnel is the final crossing to activate the function, making the switch on December 11th. It means that drivers that don't have Easy Pass won't have another option, but will get a bill in the mail. The move has been part of a multi-year, $500 million project. I'm Alex Barnard with the 77 WABC Early News.
2: Republican Congressman Lee Zeldin insisted he has no regrets over the race he ran. As records show he notched the best total vote performance of any GOP candidate since Nelson Rockefeller some 52 years ago, although he lost the governor's race to Democrat Kathy Hochul and has conceded. Appearing with 77 WABC host Sid Rosenberg yesterday morning right here on the station, Zeldin said his surprisingly strong campaign was not in vain. Zeldin said it helped the Republican Party nab other ballot victories in critical House and state Senate races.
0: I would not change anything about how we, we ran the campaign, the messages that we were focused on, the their decision to get in, nothing. It was really a, a good team, good message all around. Agree. Zero Agreed. regrets.
2: In deep blue New York, Republicans picked up three House seats, including defeating the chair of the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. The GOP won all four races on Long Island, which is home to Zeldin and the DCC chair. Sean Patrick Maloney conceded his race Wednesday in the Hudson Valley. Embattled Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg brushed off New Yorkers' concerns about rising crime Wednesday, a day after Democrat Kathy Hochul won the governor's race, saving him from the chopping block. He briefly spoke to the New York Post.
0: Mr. Bragg, how you
1: win? Manhattan voters have spoken yet again. Off to do the work to keep Manhattan safe.
2: Hulk raked in 82 percent of the vote in Manhattan in Tuesday's gubernatorial election against Republican Congressman Lee Zeldin, who promised to boot soft on crime prosecutors like Bragg. The governor has the power to do so under Article 13 of the New York state constitution. The Long Island congressman also vowed to scrap the state's controversial 2019 criminal justice reforms, which prohibit judges from setting bail in most criminal cases. Bragg has been the poster boy for the lenient state bail reform since taking office Uh, back in January. He raised eyebrows when he issued his infamous day one memo announcing that he would drop some misdemeanor cases, not seek bail for most defendants and downgrade certain felonies to misdemeanors. The Rockefeller Center Christmas tree will be put up this Saturday after it was cut down yesterday morning. 77 W.A.B.C.'s Frank Diaz has the story.
1: The tree was donated by Neil Liebowitz and his family in Glens Falls in upstate New York.
0: It's something for, for everyone worldwide to enjoy. If it brings a smile to a young child's face or helps, you know, cheer up the spirits of somebody who's kind of blue, it's all been worth it.
1: Officials picked an eighty-two-foot-tall Norway spruce from the upstate community of Queensbury and Warren County. The tree is believed to be around 85 to 90 years old. Some 50,000 LED lights will shine on the tree when it is lit during the annual tree lighting ceremony on November 30th. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. All
2: right, the Rockefeller Center tree lighting ceremony coming up November 30th. And if you miss the top five of five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's
1: the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.